0: If I mock Starmer, it's only because I want him to be a good leader. It's, it's really difficult to take his policies and pledges at face value when he keeps U-turning on them. This current iteration of the Labour Party aren't offering a viable alternative to the po- Tory party, whether that be taxing the 1%, uh, policies on Brexit, even crucial issues like trans rights.
1: They're being beaten to the post by Theresa May. Hello and welcome to Not To Get Political, the podcast where we delve into the world of politics and hope to remain unscathed. Today, joined with me on what feels like the wettest day of the year, is Pete, creator of the Nonstick Pans. Pete, how are you? I'm great, Harry. How are you? Yeah, I'm alright. Well, weather's a bit shit. It is.
0: Yeah, it's monsoon weather. Um, I think um, our, our hair's handling it well.
1: Yeah, no, I have I love your hair. By uh, the way. You too, likewise. You. No, I feel like it's beautiful. How? Do, what do you use? What do I use for
0: my hair? Yeah. Um... Oxygen, um, water, and occasionally a bit of something called souffle. Souf- souffle. Yeah. So, w- not not like the egg dish. Yeah.
1: Wait. So what, what does it look like? What's it's su- like
0: it's kind of like a, a paste, but right. it, it, it's quite. Um, it's not. It's not like a firm oh, like hold. A yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah. All right,
1: okay. I like that. I can talk hair with people because like no one has as good hair as mine, and I'm willing to die by that by that statement. So let's just get into what you do. How did you get into doing music? Um...
0: I guess I've always kind of been into music. I don't come from a particularly musical family. My dad's my dad was a doctor. My mum was a dentist. Okay. But my brother was a musician, wow. and my mum loved music. My mum sang. Um, and I kind of grew up around sort of, my mum was in like this uh, jukebox cover band. Okay. And so she would sing all the golden oldies like Elton John and the Beatles. Right. And as a result of that, I kind of grew up with that music. My brother trained at the RNCM, uh, okay. Royal Northern College of Music, and he studied choral music and the organ. So I kind of, I had an eclectic kind of upbringing with all this different type of music around the house um, and I got into rock music, right. um, much to the dismay of my mum <laughs> So how did
1: you get into rock music?
0: You know what, weirdly, I think it, I can attribute Sonic Adventure 2 Battle for that okay. which is a, right. a Sonic game yeah. um, where they had a very rock theme. So it's a great soundtrack it's a yeah, really yeah. good soundtrack, I can recommend listening to it um, but it took from there and I got into the Beatles massively and um, I kind of started writing my own stuff
1: and recording lots of little demos and things like that. What's it like recording rock music? Because I feel like it's one of those things that when you record it, like when you listen to it, it sounds amazing. But actually like producing it and you kind of listen and you're going like, I feel really tragic or something like that. How does it... It's tricky. Feel? It's
0: tricky, record, especially when you're like the demo stage. Yeah. And it's you in your little bedroom with a tiny little laptop and you're there sort of like hunched against, waiting for the neighbours to be quiet. <laughs> um, but it's all right. It's It was always weird for me because I sort of growing up, always wanted to work with a band and it just never happened in the way that I wanted it to. You sort of expected to meet the right people at the right time. You'd meet a drummer, you'd meet a bass player, you'd meet a really good lead guitarist. And it just never happened. And it got to the stage where it's like, well, I've got all these demos recorded and there's nothing I can do with them. I'll just do it myself. So I worked with my brother, the musician, incredible musician, and we
1: produced my first album. And that sort of kick-started my music career. So let's talk about your music. The song that really stood out to me, I was listening to it the other day, is Man Up Man. Man Up Man, yeah. Which I think was
0: so cool. How did that come about? So Man Up Man is my sort of bouncy piano ballad about toxic masculinity. Oh, Um, isn't that topical? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, But I I was sort of of inspired by songs of 60s groups like The Zombies and The Beatles and The Beach Boys um and yeah my brother helped write this incredible string arrangement at the end of the piece as well um
1: yeah no i really i really liked it i think it kind of really sort of stood out to me listening to to your music that was a song that sort of stood out to me with, with tos- toxic masculinity like where do you think a lot of these issues sort of come from and do you feel the challenges 100 um
0: it's, it's difficult to say because there's, there's so much of an external influence. It's just expectations on men, what they're expected to do, how they're expected to act, how they're expected to act in relation to other men, how they're expected to act in relation to other women, um, holding things close to you, not being allowed to express feelings. When you're not allowed to express any emotion, what normally comes out is anger. And that is the one acceptable emotion for men to feel is anger for whatever reason, because it's brooding and it's deep. We're allowed to be angry because it's passion and it's just not healthy.
1: No, definitely not. Actually, speaking of what you were just talking about just now, kind of reminds me of the whole sort of theme behind the Barbie film. Yeah. Now, obviously, I don't know if you guys have have seen this, you were listening, but you should watch it. You did a parody of I'm Just Ken called I'm Just Kid. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. Where did that come from?
0: Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, I guess it fits in with the phonetics, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, But it was... um, I loved that film by the way. The Barbie movie is absolutely fantastic. It was so funny. And I figured it would just make a really good parody.
1: No, it definitely did, and it was definitely well received. So I mean like with Starmer, it just feels like you don't rate him, you don't like him. That's what I mean, doing a parody song as a piss take, it kind of that's what gave me that impression. I think it's sort of if I mock Starmer, it's
0: only because I want him to be a good leader. And I think it's it's really difficult to take his policies and pledges at face value when he keeps U-turning on them. And it's equally frustrating that this current iteration of the Labour Party aren't offering a viable alternative to the Tory party, whether that be taxing the 1%, whether that be uh, policies on Brexit, even even crucial issues like trans rights. They're being beaten to the post by Theresa May, and it's embarrassing. And it's like when they say things they keep things vague. Like if they say we want to introduce AI into the world of NHS, you know, I've I've been speaking about how AI, I think, is like a a marketing buzzword recently. But what does that mean, including AI with the NHS? Does it mean drug research? Does it mean replacing GPs? Because it's just not clear at all. Um,
1: Yeah. So what do you think Labour could do to provide a viable alternative?
0: I think right now the country is in a really broken down sad phase and they could offer real change and it would help it would help to just actually be an opposition and you know when it comes down to it they are the only viable option i think the best thing we can really hope for is what i'm hoping for is a progressive alliance where they bring in proportional representation
1: without a referendum what do you think is the significance of music within politics it makes it
0: accessible i think i think politics and comedy makes um using it in music and comedy makes it accessible and makes it understandable for a lot of people because it distills down the point it's like it's like being the kid that points out the emperor's not wearing clothes when you when you get the base points people can understand it because i think there's so much dis. i i was i'm often surprised by how few people vote yeah compared to the general populace and it it should be deeply concerning i think people aren't concerned with politics but politics is in everything we should be concerned
1: we should be kept informed about what's going on i guess there's always that thing people don't want things to get political which is why we named the podcast not to get political yeah. and there's this kind of being as like, kind of fence sitting yeah. i suppose in a way this sort of feeling of oh i don't you know i don't want to say anything too too out there but as you said with voter turnout i think last election was 68 67% which yeah. is low When you consider what was kind of on the line at that last election. Exactly, exactly. And I think I think being a political is a political choice. <laughs> yeah. it,
0: it comes from a real sort of privileged position to, to choose not to, like, it won't affect me, it's fine. And it's like, it will affect you and it is affecting loads of people right I guess now. that
1: was always the thing in 2019. A lot of people voted Conservative thinking they'd be ruining other people's lives. Uh, exactly. And, uh, yeah, well, look where we are now. I, yeah. So, I mean, you do impressions, right? I do, yeah. You do impressions. I'd like you to do a few. Is that okay for Yeah, you? that's absolutely fine. So, first thing I want you to do is, Kirstarmer uh getting a meal deal.
0: A meal deal, okay. <clears throat> so you're telling me that I could have this sausage, bean and cheese slice with this Coca-Cola for just three pounds? Well, that's a fantastic bargain, I have to say.
1: I like that. That's a good one. Um, let's do Rishi Sunak paying for something with contactless. Oh, Sunak is hard.
0: Sunak's hard. Right, yeah. should we do
1: Boris with um, with contactless then? Do you want to try? Do you want to try Sunak? Should we
0: Boris with contact?
1: <laughs> okay, so how to
0: what's Boris? Do you, see Johnson's very low. I can't get that the other thing to work. It's not uh, the, 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 no no card decline. What is it? Uh, forgive me. uh that, no no. Try try to... Do, do you do uh, you take an X?
1: <laughs> um, let's do. I think King Charles is in the um, kind of in the conversation at the moment because he's currently in France, which feels oh, really yeah. ironic. Yeah, like, him addressing like the him addressing the French Parliament. I'm like, what? So you guys got rid of your king? You got like. Um, <laughs> let's think. Um, King Charles dealing with a Republican. As in, just to be clear, like doesn't believe that we should have an unelected head of state, not someone that doesn't believe that women deserve rights. <laughs> Always good to specify when, yeah. you, when you say that you're a Republican. It's such a wide curve. Isn't yeah. It?
0: yeah. yeah. Just, uh, Charles is sort of here, isn't he? Is sort of, uh, you would think that. Wouldn't you? uh. What's your best moment on stage? I think for me, my best moment on stage. Was doing a school production of Les Mis, where I played Gavroche. And I just moved to that school. And my dad had just had his first heart attack. So I was quite depressed about it. And kids being kids didn't really understand mental health in the late 2000s. So there was no empathy. There was just relentless bullying. I was the depressed kid. And it wasn't until I did this kind of performance that they saw there was kind of more to me. And overnight, their attitude changed towards me. And it, it gave me confidence in myself. And anytime anyone kind of um bullied me or said something to me i would deflate it with humor yeah and it became my kind of defense mechanism but like it's so important to do drama
1: in schools it's so important to, especially when the arts is being phased out and it's like it, it's so important i think yeah i completely share that sentiment growing up i was a really anxious child yeah. and i definitely think doing drama and performing arts it really gave me uh confidence even though i don't do it now yeah it's the skills that i've learned that i've now been able to transfer into doing stuff on tiktok um, just speaking to people in general, yeah. Because like a lot of it was like improvisation, and I think definitely in very social circum in social circumstances, having the ability to make conversation with anybody yeah. and about anything, not just be going what football team do you support, and then just going from yeah. there. It's so important.
0: It's such it's a legitimate
1: skill. And um, what's your worst moment on stage?
0: Worst moment on stage, probably in that same production. <laughs> <laughs> My clothes got caught on a piece of furniture backstage, and I was supposed to be on. And yeah. I was singing whilst like, and I had to eventually rip my shirt completely on the thing it was stuck yeah. on, and just run on
1: like. Yeah. Meant to come on then. It's Very like a Madonna at the Brits. Yes, exactly. it's not, yeah, just not falling down a flight of stairs though. I Phase remember quantity. watching that in real time, mm. and just kind of. Every, I think everyone was going, "Was that part of it? That wasn't. That wasn't part of it. That wasn't that a that stunt. Was, and then she did the um, that interview with uh, Jonathan Ross. And oh yeah. Speaking of Jonathan Ross, he is currently in the news in relation to, to Russell Brand. A certain Russell Brand. Yeah, what do you make of all of that?
0: I think it's well. First of all, um, my empathy goes out to any victims of sexual abuse first and foremost. Um, and I think it's a lot of people have been sort of hypothesising that Russell Brand's bizarre turn to the kind of new age alt right conspiracy thing was calculated in a way that he was able to kind of garner support from a kind of um, well-influenced audience to think that it's some kind of weird deep state conspiracy yeah it is bizarre if that's the case because he's currently i think seeking help from uh, defamation lawyers who work for the government and the royal family. So, you know, the global elite. Yeah, no, no. So it is
1: quite funny this sort of, as you said, like this new age sort of alt right who are very much anti establishment, yet. Are very much part of the establishment, yeah. And this is what's ironic with someone like Russell Brand is that he n- sort of presents himself as being very anti-establishment. Yet, as you've said, he's using defamation lawyers. Mm-hmm. Also, he's worked for the BBC and Channel Four, which yeah. are kind of big in the est- within the sort of media establishment. I know Channel Four is seen as being a little bit edgy uh, yeah, in the nineties, yeah, yeah. but now is very much established. Yeah. Um. And also the fact that he was using expensive lawyers to allegedly silence uh, people basically using a lot of complicated legal jargon Mm -hmm. to keep them bogged down Um, and again his employers protecting him allegedly for a long period of time this is classic establishment tactics yes this is stuff that these people thrive and rely on and yet no apparently because he you know mentions George Soros a handful of times suddenly he's anti-establishment yeah it's very PR isn't it yeah Yeah. no I think with a lot of this sort of thing and mentioning he's built up this this audience and people are saying that it's it's calculated I don't, do you think that Russell Brand is actually right-wing or believes a lot of the stuff that he's talking about?
0: Funnily enough, I don't think a lot of people on that kind of hemisphere are actually right-wing. I don't, <laughs> think, I don't think they believe it at all. I think they've made it into a business. I don't, I don't really think Katie Hopkins, Katie Hopkins believes in a lot of things she's saying. It drums up controversy. And it, it's, it's like it's this horrible sort of state we're in with the media where the most controversial stories are the ones that pick up the most pace, the most interest, and make the most money. And
1: that's where we're at. It is kind of, yeah, that sort of outrage culture. Yeah. You know, the whole facts don't care about your feelings, feminist-wrecked compilations. Yeah, well, exactly. Who that's being mainly targeted to, I think, like, young age... Like I don't know if you saw that clip of Sneeko speaking with... With, uh, these, so with these kids. With these kids. Yeah. That shocked me. Like I'm, I don't know if you've found that. Have you ever been recognised in public? Yeah. And the interactions that you've had, have they been, like, very positive? Yeah, mostly positive, yeah. Can you imagine, like, having that sort of interaction if you met someone who liked your stuff and they were a complete pillar? Yeah. And you were like, oh my God, is that the person that I sort of attract? Yeah. it would make you rethink things. And yet you see someone like, I've, I could kind of see that with Sneeko to a certain extent. Yeah. I mean, you'd hope you'd, yeah.
0: you'd hope he would have some kind of moral revelation. I suspect he won't for a while.
1: No, I mean, the, the irony of a 11, 12 year old shouting fuck women when it's their mum that's probably taken them to go see this guy. Yeah. It's just like...
0: <laughs> no, exactly. But it is, because f- I, you know, I'm thinking about this, I don't
1: think Donald Trump is a particularly strong Christian. No. It's like, things with Trump as well, I feel like when it comes to, like, immigration and racism, like, his heart's definitely in it. But, with, like, transphobia, I can just tell, like, he's just not really... He doesn't care. He doesn't care. He's just kind of, like, uh, talking about, um, like, people, uh, Ron DeSantis, using the term yeah. woke all the time. Yeah. And he's like, it doesn't really mean anything anymore. Like, we've lost the meaning. Can we do it? Can we have a Trump impression? <laughs> <Think about that. laughs> so Trump lives sort of back here, very low.
0: And I think the trick is sometimes he shouts like this. I i look he'll say you know beautiful people lots lots of people it's sort of there
1: <laughs> i like it we've um, actually similar with, with trump brand to a certain extent this um this idea of like having this very like group of a uh, strong core group of supporters who don't trust what the mainstream media says because that's what they've been bought on the type of people that will tell you to question everything just not their conspiracy theory about covid vaccines because otherwise you're sheep slave to the matrix yeah. something vaguely anti-semitic yeah. um it's kind of insane to me that all of this is already sort of going on it's it's bizarre that most of them are millionaires as well yeah who do you think who would think there's yeah. so much money in this sort of stuff yeah like, I, I mean like i should have been doing this like three years ago oh. i should that's what i should have been talking about i could exactly. probably buy a house in this current market I should, <laughs> no i probably get like a one-bedroom semi something like that outside of london outside of london probably outside the country yeah yeah (laughs) it's a little (laughs) rural island off the coast of scotland like i don't know you know it's a bit of a commute but you know we can (laughs) when did you realize you can make it in music i'll let you know when i have
0: (laughs) (laughs) i don't um i don't know i don't i I don't think i have i don't and and i don't think the feeling of having made it will ever happen i think that this is something i learned you know being being an actor as well is that you never feel secure in the job that you have because you could always lose it. That's something the pandemic, I think, taught all of us as well is that no job is secure. Um, and you just... I learned sort of very early on that the idea of an industry ladder doesn't exist. Like It's its more like up and down and up okay. and down and you'll have periods where you don't get anything for a while. You'll have periods where you do get some things for a while and it's really nice and then you go. I think the key is to keep the creative cogs whirring whatever you're doing.
1: And so how do you keep the creative cogs whirring?
0: Making videos, writing music, keeping as you know, uh, drawing, um, sort of writing things, just yeah. kind of
1: keeping as creative as possible. Exactly. So when you get called into action, like you're raring, you're ready to go. Yeah. You don't need to do like an intense preseason. I mean, I earn like,
0: like nothing on like the, some of the some of the video stuff, so I just I, it, it is more for my creative
1: fulfillment than anything else. And how when you're producing your stuff, what are people saying about it? I mean, I've seen fairly positive things, but. Um, you
0: mean in terms of like the videos or yeah, like just
1: like in general
0: in general it's been really nice to have like to find a sort of a lovely supportive group of people and it's been I've, I've had some lovely feedback and um, yeah it's it's nice not to have that gate kept gate kept gate kept yeah like
1: yeah <laughs> and I, I guess sort of when you when did you because when did you start like doing acting performing arts that sort of thing so I uh, graduated
0: from drama school in 2016 Okay. um and sort of went on to do a couple of quite nice jobs from that I did I did a I understudied a West End play did a, a Netflix series an Amazon Prime TV series but ultimately it's like it's that yeah. and you know leading leading to dead ends and yeah there is no ladder it's a myth so what advice do you give to any aspiring actors and actresses Performing arts people I think you've got to be quite tenacious and you've you've really got to be quite strong and I think you know you if, if you are a creative person, if you are an actor, you're told this time and time again. You're told it will be really hard, it'll be really hard. And, and then, you know, the, the general response is, yeah, I know, I know, but, but I'm special. <laughs> like, <laughs> lots of people, everyone thinks that. Everyone thinks, yeah, yeah, but I'm different. I, I will, I will. And the truth is, not everyone does, and that's fine, as long as you're creatively fulfilled and keep going. I think that is the key. Just keep going, keep, you know, get a job, and and, and do have a hobby, and, and work on other things while you sort of
1: do this. The get-a-job argument is always quite funny to me especially yeah. on tiktok when people like comment like get a job and then yeah. it's like this, this is what i do like you guys have like ratioed me yeah. into to employment so yeah thank you for that <laughs> and i guess like producing political content you must get some absolute caucus with comments i do i do I've, I've had some strange people with all that with all those sort of comments how do you deal with it yeah. It's, it's
0: easier said than done, I yeah. think, sometimes, isn't it? You, I mean, you must get stuff like that. It's like
1: Yeah, I mean, I get a fair bit. And I, I think this is what I always say to people, because I'll get DMs from, from people saying, um, oh, I'm like people who are other creators who are saying that they're receiving abuse and stuff like this. Mm. And the thing is, I don't actually know how much help I can give, because you know i'm a i'm a straight white man like the the abuse that i receive is going to be very different to what say a black woman is going to receive say a trans person is going to receive and or just like a a, any any woman in general so when people uh, say like i i don't actually know what advice i can i can give like the basic stuff like try and ignore it block people Mm -hmm. report stuff if that works but when certain things are being said i can't i don't i say I haven't experienced that. So mm. I don't know what it's like to yeah. deal with it. So I always try and point people in the right direction and say, speak to so-and-so because mm. I know that they'll have some advice yeah, about this. Yeah. And I think it's just acknowledging that like, you can't always help everyone as much as you want to. Um, it is just kind of one of those, situations
0: yeah sometimes it is
1: like trying to talk at a wall yeah no and i find that especially talking with tories on uh on tiktok sometimes (laughs) i'm trying to explain like certain things like they don't give a shit about you and they're like yeah but 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 this but this and it's like shut up man yeah dickheads yeah but producing political content that's always like quite a minefield to enter how have you sort of found it (laughs) is i describe it as that
0: a minefield yeah It is. Um, And it's like I was saying before, I do it because I want people to interact. I want people to understand politics and I want people to always, for me, always operate from a place of empathy. And I think that's crucial.
1: I guess with um, sort of doing this, it's kind of like everyone kind of wants you to pick a side. Mm. In a way, I think I when I first started, I tried to be as impartial as I could. Yeah. And then I think I kind of got like a month in when the Tories had voted to staff kids, and I thought, mm, Yeah, nah, not really. Yeah, oh, I can't do that anymore. And I guess that's kind of the thing. Is like the whole joke that like you you can't really um sort of, you, no one could be a centrist these days, and it's like why would you want to be? Yeah, do you know
0: what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. It is, it is, uh, yeah. But it does seem as though the opposition is head is is heading that way. Are you concerned about that? Oh, I don't know. It's so difficult because I don't, I don't have the answer, and no. it, it's 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 like I can I can certainly understand the strategy to an extent, but I am very tired of playing the game of assuming that they're saying one thing and meaning the other, if that makes sense. I
1: know what you mean. I guess I because I, I I vote for Keir Starmer to be leader of the Labour Party, and I think. I, I voted for him because I, I followed him quite closely mm. during the whole Brexit saga and I thought and he seems, was yeah he was seems, very vocal yeah, it? it seems like the right person to go there and now it's like everything I hear him say it feels really insincere mm-hmm. like the only thing I can tell he's really passionate about is football and he's genuinely and like, passionate and even then it's like is he really? Like, is he genuine, genuinely there? What I don't I, know why. Right? It's just like one of those ones. What I think. find so funny about that is that he clearly loves it. He loves football, but he goes into just such unnecessary detail about how he loves it. That is just, But that's just like people who like football, though. Like, yeah. It's just like one of those <laughs> things. I love football and I'll be talking about it at certain points. My father will just look at me like, what are you <laughs> fucking on about? Like, why Why are you talking about the tilt or something yeah, like that? He's yeah. like, you look, sound like an absolute dickhead. Like, yeah, yeah. Or my favorite is, um, who's that? Like pointing at some random player, and I'm like, "Papa, that's so and so." He's like, "Oh yeah." I introduced him to illegal streaming the other day. Um, Did you really? What site? Oh um, wait, are you allowed to say? I'm obviously? not gonna say. Um, <laughs> I won't say. But like, um, I always remember, like, it's kind of like you know when you in, like, you probably found this with it, your parents introducing you to music, and it's like this like fascination that you have. And you're like, oh my god, it this whole new thing. It's like that was illegal streaming sites with uh with football. We're removing that bit. we talking about that get my door kicked down by the police. Or crime, something like yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> that would be the day. No, This day, um, if they actually turned up on your doorstep yeah. to, uh, to deal with a crime. It's, so the d- you, it's a deep state conspiracy. No, man. no. They're, they're out to get me. Yeah. Actually, that's what I need to start. When I start talking about that, guys, you know that something dodgy is going on with me. Um, <laughs> with um, What do you think is like the biggest issue in the UK at the moment? I think um,
0: the Tory party yeah. is the biggest issue. I think we need to get rid of them. I also think environmentalism, um, especially the recent rollback yeah of the what did you make goal? of that
1: that was terrible it was really terrible but with the whole net zero thing i have kind of found with, with net zero is that polling suggests that the public is in favor of net zero yeah and then when the people talk about the price it's like well it's an investment mm. so like it is expensive but like the investment will obviously pay off over time if your energy bills are coming down if homes are being insulated the thing with like the, the the car industry for example and they were saying that they were really annoyed with, with the government it's not because they care about the environment, right? It's mm. just because they've invested like billions oh, into yeah. Yeah, yeah. into uh, electric vehicle developments, and then the government's like, "Yeah, about that. Like, we won't be, <laughs> we're not going to be extending it." But like, it just feels so shitty. I guess it's just, it's just one of those. It's ways. awful. Yeah, yeah. And we kind of have to suck it up. We need to. Oh, I hate sounding like a bleeding heart liberal, but it needs to be more like the French. And then <laughs> right? Just stop, just stop oil. Sit in the middle of the road, and like suddenly we're calling for death squads. Yeah, it's, oh um I love that. Talk about Just Stop Oil. That's another one. If you talk about them, you get so much abuse from people. Really? Yeah, I did a video. And you know what I find? I don't know if you've ever found this. Like, you post a video. It doesn't really get much engagement. And then, like, a week or so later, a couple of days later, suddenly something, like, gets either reposted or it picks up. And then, before you know it, you've got, like, follically challenged men in your comments calling you a cunt. Yeah. And one of this was on like a Just Stop Oil video. So the point where I was looking at the comments, like, I'm going to get ratioed. It's like,
0: very, that's, that is odd, isn't it? That they're pushing it out to specific. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I don't, I don't know. It's just, like, and then you try and explain it to certain people like, who aren't involved in TikTok. And you can just kind of feel them, like nodding your head going, get a real job. Pete, before you go, is there anything that you'd like to promote and talk about?
0: Uh, keep an eye on my Spotify for yes. new music on its way, new videos on its way.
1: And as ever, thank you for supporting me. Ah, anytime. And uh, to all of you listening uh, at home or wherever you are, thank you so much for for engaging and uh, we'll see you for the next episode.